Okay, hey guys, and welcome to the You Know The Drill podcast, the podcast hosted by me, Faris, and my mate Robbie, two third-year dental students producing content for all your dental needs. Whether you're a dental student or applicant, if you want to learn more about the reality of dentistry, this is the podcast for you. If you want to keep up to date with all our episodes, follow our podcast on your platform and check out our Instagram at You Know The Drill Podcast, and thank you. So, today we are joined by our very first guest, who is a qualified dentist, Instagrammer and YouTuber, Dr. Arnold, aka Lancashire Smiles. We are excited to have a chat with him just because he is a dentist, well-versed in the craft of Invisalign and perfecting patients' smiles. Based in Lancashire, he is the recipient of the Best Young Dentist Award in the Northwest in 2020. Today, we are turning the tables and interviewing someone who is so used to being on the other side of the microphone and interviewing others. So thank you for joining us today, Dr. Arnold. Uh, thank you both, um, Robbie and Faris, for having me on, on your platform. Uh, I think um, you guys have to win name of the year for you know the drill. <laughs> yes, um, I, I'm expecting a, a drill beat uh, as, as the oh. something. Robbie's guys... a specialist for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll look no, into that. Thank you for getting me on. I think um, it's exciting. Um, to see students having these ideas, bringing them to life, um, and really presenting more of the dental world um, just to, to, to the rest of the world. And yeah, I think this is great. I wish something like this was on when I was a student. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because um, the reason myself and Robbie were even doing this is because we kind of thought like no one else is doing it. You know, let's give it a go. There's so many amazing dentists out there that we'd really love to talk mm-hmm. to. And, you know, this has kind of given us a great opportunity to do so. So, yeah, we, we're really excited to keep it going. And uh, it took us a little bit of time to think of the name, but I think I'm going to probably give the credits to Robbie. <laughs> I can't take the credit for this for the name, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'll definitely get into looking at having, you know, a, a drill intro um yeah. thank you for the tip <laughs> but yeah so um so just starting off with um social media dr arnold um we kind of just wanted to ask you about your thoughts on the impact of social media on uh, the dental profession what your views on social media were when you were a student and how it impacted you and how you feel seeing other dentists just you know being on social media yeah, so when I was a student, I, I went to um, the University of Central Lancashire, so UCLan mm-hmm. um, in the northwest, um, in Preston, very close to Manchester. And um, social media was definitely not as big as it is now for dentistry. Mm-hmm. Um, this was around 2000 and 2017, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Between 2013 to 2017, I was a student. Um, dental student and social media wasn't as big as it is now um, let alone having students posting um, <laughs> as frequently as I now see um, across social media yeah. so um, what I can say though is it's it's been refreshing um, to see so many different students from different backgrounds um, posting um, about dentistry through their own perspective through their own lens because it starts to show you the diversity that's within dentistry. And I think that that's a healthy thing um, because one thing I think dentistry can sometimes lack is representation. Mm-hmm. And when you see people that speak the way you do or look the way you do or just come from a background similar to you, it, it gives you a hope 
that you can maybe yeah. one day be doing what they're doing. So um, I, I love to see the the positives that's coming out of um, social media. And of course, you mentioned um, other dentists as well being on social media. It's it's great for for networking because dentistry can be very um, isolating. Um, yeah. You can be that dentist who's um, in your surgery. Um, your nurse goes to collect patients and you're just stuck in that surgery, not really having many other interactions. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very, it can be a very healthy thing in terms of networking, uh, building relationships, seeing that other dentists have the sim have similar struggles um, to yourself and learning from other dentists. Uh, people on social media are actually quite friendly. I think sometimes yep. this perspective that, it's it's a scary place where people are out to get you or to report you to the GDC, um, <laughs> but that's that's very far from the truth from what I've experienced so far. Yeah, mm. it's very interesting you mentioned that actually because um, especially thinking about like the GDC and being reported and stuff because a lot of the time I think you know maybe it's just me but I think Robbie thinks this as well. Um, you kind of get taught in dental school like just be very careful of everything like be hyper hyper yes. careful. Um, I even remember like in our first week, the first thing that we got was like, oh yeah, make sure you sign up to the DDU, which is like the, basically for anyone who doesn't know that what that is, it's just to, you know, kind of like protection for dentists. Um, and that's a little bit, you know, it's a bit scary at first. Um, and yeah, I think that's why people have those reservations when they start on social media and they think, oh, I need to be really careful about what I say, what I do, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, something to consider. Yeah. I and mean, part of it is the fact that the world has changed and, um, the way the world was decades ago um, mm -hmm. is probably what our seniors are are probably reacting to. Um, where posting stuff online is probably mm -hmm. a bit more scary <laughs> to yeah, them. Yeah. Whereas the generation that we're growing up in, posting to social media is is not a it's not a big thing. Yeah, you know, people are are, are very are quite transparent to to an extreme degree on social media with personal use anyway. Um, so I think if you use it sensibly as a professional, it can have a lot of good um, that it can do um, for your career and for um, your patients as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it can really help to, you know, build up your portfolio, help, you know, patients find you, interact with patients as well. Kind of le leading into that, how useful have you found social media to be, uh, especially in practice? Has it helped you gain more cases or do you feel like it allows you to connect more with your patients? What what have the impacts been? Yeah, so I'd say um, social media has allowed me to really let people in my local community um, get insight into who I am, get a feel for me as a, as a, as a person, um, as a dentist, and that starts to build rapport. So one of the things that you'll, you'll hear a lot um, at dental school is it's all about building rapport with your patients. Mm -hmm. um, patients don't sue dentists they like. So what I find <laughs> that social media does is that social media allows your patients to start trusting you before they even message you. Um, even when they start messaging you, by the time they now step into the surgery, it's a familiar place. They've seen pictures, they've seen videos. Um, so they're not as anxious as they would be if they were to see you for the first time ever without any videos or prior knowledge about you. Um, they're much more at ease now when they see you. Mm. They've seen other testimonials of other patients who have been treated by yourself. 
So that trust level is much higher than somebody who I've never had any connection with before. So I'm finding that it's allowing me now um, to build better rapport with patients. um, And it's allowing me to do the type of dentistry that I enjoy doing. Uh, because the patients will will see the type of dentistry I enjoy on my social media page. Um, and the patients that want that type of work will self-refer themselves <laughs> to come. Yeah. yeah. That's a really, you know, it's a really cool way of looking at things. I've never had, you know, the thought process where it's like, oh, yeah, my the potential patients will be, you know, more comfortable. They have more trust. It will help building grapple. Mm. It's such a cool way to look at things yeah because um i feel like with 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 how i see things especially with dentists it's kind of like oh my god look at how amazing this work is but i guess that's because you know myself and robbie have kind of got like the dentist hat on we're kind of thinking oh how do they do this restoration how have they mm. got this you know how have they polished it so nicely got that color sorted but i guess with a patient it's, it's, it's a showcase of your work and um it really gives them an indication of the quality of work that you can produce and, and how how good your treatment's really going to be. Um, it's kind of like a portfolio for the whole world to see and uh, and, and a way to represent yourself in, in a different light. So yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. One thing to pick up there is you need to decide um, with your social media, are you making it for dentists or are you making it for your patients? Mm. You can make it for both. But what I find is there are some dentists highly skilled dentists um, who are excellent at teaching through social media. Yeah. And in fact, their audience is not patients. Their audience is other dentists who may end up even going on their courses. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one way dentists approach it. But then there are other dentists, uh, more like myself, where it's more that the content that's posted is not really for dentists, it's for the, the general public. Um, so the, the, the style of posting and communication is going to be very different. Um, and some people, they, they, can, they can play both sides very well. Um, so I think social media works well when you're aware of what you want to achieve through it. To go to kind of expand on that point, looking through your Instagram, I think uh, prior to recording the episode, we had a little bit of a chat, but... Your Instagram is very intriguing in the sense that it's very patient-centered, in my opinion. There's a lot of uh, information for patients, um, you know, about different treatments, about some things about oral hygiene. It's a really cool spin on, you know, having a dental Instagram as well. And I think, personally, I really enjoyed looking at that, as well as you you have your blend of cases as well, which is really cool. So I think in that way, you're appealing you know, to both sides, like you said, potential patients and and other dentists. Yeah, no, thank you for that, Robbie. I'm actually quite intrigued. How do you guys um, approach social media? Um, and do you have any reservations about getting into social media as dental students? Um, yeah, how, how do you approach that? Um. Well, I've kind of, you know, gone headfirst, as they say, like I started my YouTube channel doing the Instagram. So I've kind of like, engage with social media as much as i can and i'd say a lot of the reservations i had at the start were just you know oh, i need to be really really careful what i post out there um you never know you know what's going to be acceptable in like i don't know 10 years time like i might say something now that's going to haunt me forever because social media can be quite a scary place 
Um, but I think as I've progressed further through it and I've, as I've learned more things and seen like the beauty of it, especially as, you know, as you mentioned, Dr. Arnold, you know, networking, getting to know people online, talking to dentists like yourself, um, I've realized it's, it's, there's, a, there's a lot more positive than negative. So um, through my progression, I've just felt, you know, really enjoying social media. Of course, I'm still a bit reserved, like I try and keep my private life private, but I really love engaging with people, getting, you know, teaching people about dentistry, helping dental applicants, etc. So for me, social media has been quite a positive thing. And, you know, so far, so good. I am enjoying it. Mm, yeah. Um, for me, personally, um, I'm still I still have my reservations, if I'm honest. Uh, it, it can be a very I don't think scary is the word, but, you know, you just have to be very, very cautious, in my opinion. Um, and like you were saying, you know, social media was, you know, maybe a, a bigger thing uh, in the past. And now, you know, everyone's a bit more open and transparent, like you were saying. But it's just for me, I feel like uh, maybe the time will come when I do decide to start my own de um, dental Instagram, like yourself and Faris have started. I can see the um, the benefits as well of, of, of having a, a dental Instagram, you know, the networking and but for me, at the moment, I think it's just, I'm just a bit too cautious. I need to make that jump out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And it's one of those things where um, if you never used social media, um, you would be okay as a dentist. Um, you know, in the career that oh, we yeah. were in, we're fortunate that yeah. um, we, 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 mm -hmm. there's always work to do. Yes. Um, so 100%. I, I, I would never say to anyone that you must have social media as a dental student or as a dentist. Um, and even if you're going to start a social media page, you have to really know why and what purpose it's going to serve. Yeah. Um, not just um, to be that dentist or that dental student on social media. That's got a lot of followers. Yeah. There's got to be a deeper reason um, to it. But once you get through that and there's a purpose to it, I think it can be a fantastic thing. Yeah. And I really agree with this idea of, you know, I, th I think, especially as dental students or, you know, maybe maybe being students in London, there's kind of this, you know, internal pressure to, oh, I need to start a page. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to get out yes. there or else, you know, everyone else is going to go ahead of me. Um, but I've realized, you know, even though I sound a bit hypocritical because I've done that myself, <laughs> but um, I've realized that a lot of the time, you know, don't do anything if you're not going to enjoy yes. it or you don't see that long-term goal. For me, I knew that when I wanted to do this, I was like, you know, this is something I really want to do. I'm really passionate about making videos, etc. Um, let me give it a go. And, you know, thankfully, I've, I've enjoyed it. But I know a lot of my friends, not just Robbie, have the same kind of thought pattern. They're like, oh, I want to start a page, but I'm only really doing it because I know, like, other people are doing it and I should do it to get to know people. But you don't have to. There's so many amazing dentists out there that have never touched Instagram, have never touched, you know, YouTube or any um, internet platform. And they're still doing amazing work and they're still having, you know, time of their lives. So it's, it's not a necessity at all, I don't think. Exactly. Fully agree there. Yeah, it's, uh, it, as I said, I think it's, it's, it's a pressure kind of thing. And actually kind of putting it on to you do, you, do you feel at any point that you felt pressured to start the page or to get yourself online or was it more of a natural progression? Um, so Instagram, if we just take Instagram, for example, mm -hmm. it, it was actually by by force that I was put on Instagram. Was, okay. well, my, my wife just made me an account. <laughs> Before that, I only had Facebook. Oh, uh, wow. But she made me a personal Instagram account. So that's when I started yeah. using Instagram. Um, but Lancashire Smiles was um, a, a, 
a, a, a choice I made. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> to, to make a dental page. And I made another page called Dental Mental UK as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, if we start with Dental Mental UK, like I said earlier at the beginning, um, it's a powerful thing when you can see people you can relate to that are yeah. dental students or dentists. Um, because I found that when I was trying to get into dental school, um, there weren't that many people, actually there's probably nobody that I could see that I could relate to or mm. connect with. Um, and I had to use Google, go on websites, trying to find out about the application process and didn't have any dentists in the family, no, no connections yeah. like that. Um, so for me, I, I struggled through trying to get prepared <laughs> to apply to dental school. Um, so I wanted to really make a page that would speak to someone in my situation um, mm. when I was still an aspiring um, dentist. So that's why I then made Dental Mentor UK to put out content which would help um, people in the application process, give them information and steps to how they can uh, make their applications competitive. Um, and then that also naturally then helped me get to the point where I was now a dentist and I started Lancashire Smiles, um, which was going to be for the patients within Preston, within Lancashire. Um, so that's how it evolved in terms of hmm. me being forced on, on, onto Instagram, <laughs> um, me being a dental student wow. and now being able to help other hmm. aspiring dentists. And then when I qualified, Lancashire Smiles was then birthed to speak directly to patients. Hmm. Wow. And... Fantastic. Yeah, and uh, just to go off on a, on a little tiny tangent, uh, if you don't mind, um, just to touch on Dental Mentor UK, yeah. I've noticed that you've actually done quite a bit in terms of giving back and, and helping out prospective dental students. So from what I've seen, your Instagram posts, first of all, are very informative. You've also been involved in, you know, organizing mock interviews for dental applicants, visiting schools. Uh, you have your own blog uh, on your website and you make YouTube videos, etc. Um, and what I kind of wanted to ask is, you know, personally, I, I think giving back in our profession is of paramount importance. Do What kind of pushed you to, you know, start um, doing all of these activities, um, helping out dental applicants and and how important do you think it is for other students and other dental professionals to do the same? Yeah, so... I think something that I found out um, throughout this journey is the fact that I enjoyed um, tutoring um, students at GCSE and A-level stages. So there's always been that thing in me that liked to mentor people. Um, And at first, you know, I did it because it was just good for, you know, extra income. Um, just to sustain lifestyle at university. But I've actually started to learn that I genuinely have a passion for for teaching, for mentoring. Um, and I think that's what's driven me mm. to really push Dental Mentor UK um, in the way that I have. Um, and I think it's really important that we're seeing um, as many willing dental students or dentists um, who are comfortable with it actually sharing their journeys, sharing their stories, mm. um, because it's going to help somebody. Um, somebody is yeah. going to be in the same situation that you were in, 
and watching you or you know reading your blog or listening to your podcast could be the thing that actually gives them the confidence to apply to dental school to see themselves yeah. being a dentist when they've lived a life where nobody in their family's been a dentist they've got no connections that there, there's no privilege that they can you know have leverage with to get work experience mm. but just by listening to you yeah that triggers something that allows mm. To get some connections to apply more competitively and to to make the industry yeah. a dream for them. Honestly, I couldn't agree more because I I know I get you know a few DMs um, where people tell me, oh, I've got this. I really want to do dentistry, but I don't know if I can do it. I don't know, you know, if I've got the right grades or I don't know if I've got this and this and this. And then I'll talk with them and I'll just be like, what's really holding you back? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, people are just scared, like they're just not sure what to do. So instead of taking the risk, they'll go for something else. Yeah. Because they're like, what's the point of me wasting all this time, all this effort, all this energy, if you know I'm not going to get in anyway? Um, and it and it can be quite sad to have to have those conversations and see people that you know seem quite bright and capable just say, I'm just not going to take this risk. But as you've mentioned, Doctor Arnold, having that information out there and giving people a bit of you know clarity and representation really allows someone to have a lot more motivation when it comes to applying for for a course such as dentistry because you know we, we we don't need to sugarcoat it it's not easy to get in but if you put the hard work in if you know what you're doing if you really try and utilize the resources that thankfully there's an abundance of online now um it is 100 possible and it's 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 a very rewarding thing to see somebody that you helped as an applicant yeah. to dental school um, and then for them to start progressing through dental school. Yeah. And then for me, I'm just excited for the time that I start seeing dentists who I mentored through the whole time. <laughs> for me, <laughs> that's going to be, awesome. gonna be a, a, a very rewarding thing um, to see. Yeah. So I think it's just so rewarding, just that alone. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, thank you. I, I always like to get the opinions of... Uh, of giving back, you know, from our guests. So thank you for that. And apologies for going off on a tangent, but I'll, I'll bring it back to social media. Um, in terms of when you're posting your cases, Arnold, is it easy to, you know, to take photographs to a professional level, you know, edit uh, anything you need to edit, get consent from the patient to feature on your social media? So is it easy to take photographs? Um, yes. Is it easy to take quality photographs? No. Mm. Um, <laughs> good answer. Very good answer. <laughs> so, um, once you guys graduate, what you'll find <laughs> is there are many courses out there where the whole focus is just helping you to take um, better photos to build your portfolio. Um, yeah. You can spend thousands on equipment, on courses, um, and the time honing that skill of just photography, dental photography. Um, what I would say is it's a process where I find that I'm learning as I go along. Mm. I haven't gone on a course that's fully dedicated to just photography, yeah. um, mm. but I will do in due course. Um, but that, that's the beauty of it. If, if you, let's say your social media like mine is just mainly for the patients. Yes. Yeah. The patients don't need, the level of photography um, that maybe you would need if you're showcasing it to other dentists. Yeah. So you have to have that in mind as well, that if the photography that you're able to take shows the improvement from start to finish, that you know a patient who doesn't really know much about dentistry can see, ah, oh, yes, 
that tooth has definitely moved <laughs> from there <laughs> to there. You know, that communicates everything for the patient. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, photography is not one of my strong points, but the more you take, the, the better you're going to get at it and the more you're going to want to research into it, go on courses. Um, and then you asked about... Um, getting consent is that is that an is that a straightforward thing? Yeah. So written consent um, with the videos, um, the patients they come in. So I set aside a different appointment for this. Mm. Okay, they come in knowing that there's going to be filming happening, um, and again they they consent verbally on the day as well. Um, mm. So they're aware that this footage is going to be used for online promotion. Yeah, you know. The, there's no confusion about where it's going to be used. Um, yeah. And many of them will have me already on social media and see the type of posts um, mm. that, that, that I make. So at every opportunity, they get an opportunity to say, um, no, I'd actually, I would rather not have this um, publicized or put online. Um, and in that case, I can just use it as records for myself just to improve and to look and reflect on, on the work that I've carried out. So always give the patients um, an opportunity to, to decline at each mm. stage um, and always make them aware what's going to be happening with the, the, the photos and the videos that you're taking. Obviously written consent as well, but for it to be informed um, and valid consent, you always need to be reiterating and reminding yeah. Um, what this is going to be used for. Yeah, <laughs> always letting the patient know every single risk, every benefit. It's something, this has been ingrained in my mind since uh, I started applying for dental school, mm -hmm. uh, learning like the differences between consent. And yeah, it's very important because um, again, anything back to this whole point, uh, we always get told just be super duper careful, like you don't want to get sued, <laughs> make sure you do the right thing. So yeah, always, always take the extra precautions and make sure your patients feel super safe. Yeah very important there um and just kind of leading back to the idea of like social media so we've kind of talked about the positives so how it allows you to reach out networking etc are there any negatives you felt with social media any things that you've encountered or things that still worry you worry you when you post something or you know do anything online yeah so i think um if you start getting consumed with social media so much that it's not to the benefit of your patients it's not to the benefit of you developing um, clinically as a mm. clinician because you're you're trying to get Instagram shots. Um, yeah. If you start getting consumed in that way, then it's very detrimental um, to you and your 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 career. Um, so there is that thing of trying not to get consumed by it. Um, that's that's the first thing I'd say. Um, the other thing I'd say is you you've got to be really self-aware and really, and I'll keep drilling this um, in the fact that you've got to be self-aware why you're doing this yeah. um, and keep coming to that as a, as a, as a moral compass and to guide you in how often you're posting, what you're posting um, because you can get so easily lost in this. You, you want to start posting reels. You want to start posting stories. You want to yeah. start posting boomerangs and you want to do everything. Um, that you start neglecting the essentials um, yeah. of you're trying to care uh, for people's oral health. And this is just a, a, an added thing which is allowing you to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it can be a big distraction um, if you're not too careful.
Yeah. 100%. Optimizing the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, always a, it's always a challenge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, so I think in terms of social media, um, pretty much covered everything we wanted to cover. Um, and I think it's maybe time we started asking you about some actual dentistry and your journey and your aims and ambitions. So just to start off, for those that don't know, um, so you did graduate dentistry uh, at UCLan, so University of Central Lancashire, um, and you did a first degree. So what was that first degree that you did? Yes, so... Um... Initially, I was um, aspiring to be a doctor, a medical doctor. Mm. Mm. Um, I used to watch a lot of House, mm. MD. I don't know if you guys are aware of, of House. Yeah, my parents used to watch that. And so, yeah, uh, Holby I, City as well. They love that. You know, it, 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 in, in sixth form in college, um, I was in the Oxbridge group. So these were students that wanted to apply to Oxford and Cambridge. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was either you wanted to be a lawyer, you wanted to be um, a doctor, and you wanted to be you know, these um, roles with, with status, let's say. Um, so medicine was the path that, you know, I, I thought that I was going to go um, towards. Um, ended up getting, um, was it three rejections? And I did get accepted for an interview at Cambridge. Um, nice. And then I, I failed at the, at the interview stage. Um, oh. It, it, it was it was an interesting experience as well. I even remember, you know, the day going with my brother, the questions, um, but I didn't get in. Yeah, and yeah. then I, you're in that position where, you know, you've finished, you're, you're finishing year thirteen, um, you've got good grades. I had um, three A's and a B at A level, mm-hmm. um, but you're not going to be going to university. So yeah. there was that peer pressure um, yeah. that you're going to be. You know, everyone else is going to uni, you know, and you're not we're expecting yeah. that you would be doing something amazing and going straight into uni, doing an amazing degree. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I did what I knew, I went to Google. Um, <laughs> how, how, how else can you get into into medical school? Um, of course, so need a bit of Google. <laughs> in Leicester, which <sighs> promised you a transfer to medicine. Wow. If you did well in your first year. Oh, I know so many of these. Oh, my. (laughs) And um, it was medical physiology. Wow. Uh, Generally, what it was, it was a biological science, um, a science degree, uh, where you mix and match certain modules to give you medical physiology as a degree. Yeah. So went to Leicester, um, studying medical physiology, um, and I I made some good friends. One of my best friends from secondary school was going to Leicester and he was doing medicine at Leicester. Mm. So I really got a, a close-up view of what it, um, what the experience was of studying yeah. medicine because um, I had my friend there. Um, and I was realizing that, you know, I, this is not a career path that would probably uh, be fulfilling for me. So I was actually now on this journey of self-awareness about who I am, what I truly enjoy, and what I want from life. And what that was revealing was the fact that medicine wasn't for me. Um, If I'd completed medical physiology and worked as a scientist or in a lab, I would have been extremely miserable. 
So that wasn't mm-hmm. happening for me as well. So um, um, at that time, I actually remember very clearly, I was in the, the library with my girlfriend at the time and um, were on prospects. I think prospects.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, that's where dentistry came up. So oh, yes. at that time, I knew that I was really passionate about business mm. um, and I really enjoyed healthcare. My family's in healthcare, nurses, um, yeah. healthcare workers. Yeah. So dentistry combined the two perfectly for me. Yeah. Um, so that's where I then started to look at, okay, at the, at the stage that I'm at now, having almost completed a degree, how can I get into dentistry? And that's where graduate entry dentistry popped up, um, where you can do four years instead of five years. And you get um, help with your tuition fees and maintenance loan. Um, so you get support with with taking that route as well. Um, the only thing was that there was there were limited um, unis that offered it and limited places in each of those unis. So it was a very competitive way to go. Um, but I fancied my chances and... Um, that's where I ended up doing all I could to get work experience, to put together um, my application. Um, but the one strength I think of me doing it at that stage was I was now self-aware. I knew exactly what I wanted from my life, which direction I wanted to go with my life. Yeah. Um, so it allowed me to, to, to zero in and really focus in um, on the dental application process um, doing that the best I could and ended up getting offers from Liverpool. Um, they don't do it anymore, but Liverpool still offered a four-year course yeah. and um, UTAN, mm-hmm. um, but accepted by both of them. And I chose Great. UTAN. It was the newer one. It mm-hmm. was modern and it was it, on the, the intake were only graduates. So yeah. you'd be people that were at a similar stage in life to you. So that, that really worked well for me. And that, that's how it ended up um, at UCLan. Wow. What an amazing story. There's so much development there. I feel like there's, you know, a full redemption arc. You really went through a bit of trials and tribulations. It's very but, inspiring, yeah. Yeah, yeah it actually really is. Um, I feel like me and Robbie, now when we look at our stories, we're a bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we're, we're all here now doing dentistry and, you know, uh, loving it so far. Um, no, there's, there's positives, wouldn't you say, though, to doing it? Um, straight away as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yes, there's the positive of doing graduate entry in that you know you're more self-aware about what you like, what you want. Um, but there's plenty of positives in your guys' favor. First of all, the student loan is yeah, is that's true. Different. <laughs> yeah, and um, you 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 qualify younger, so you can taste a lot more things, and you don't have to feel like you have to commit yourself to one. Mm specific path within dentistry true that's very true and kind of like looking into this you know path in dentistry and the different things that you can go into you've looked into specializing more in ortho and invisalign and we had a question for you so this is something we always get you know told about about the like the shift from you know just regular orthodontics to now just invisalign and aligners and um What's your opinion on Invisalign and where do you see it going in the future? And do you think it's ever going to be a full replacement for braces? Yes, that's, that's, that's a great question. Um, Invisalign, so, you know, for people that don't know, it's, it's, a, clear, it's a clear brace. We call them aligners, um, mm-hmm. which we use to, to move teeth and straighten teeth. So 
it's 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 a great system. Invisalign is a fantastic system. What I think one thing that people underestimate is the fact that there are plenty of um, clear aligner systems out there. Yes, plenty. We at, at the practice, we always get different brands coming in promotions and everything. Yeah. So, but yeah. what Invisalign really cracked was that connection between dentists, orthodontics, and the patient. So for the patient, they want to know, you know, what type of smile am I going to have if I have um, orthodontic treatment? Now with Invisalign, with the scanners and the software, you can actually show them what their smile could potentially look like before they've even started treatment. Mm. And that visualization is powerful for patients. In the past, you know, the patient goes to an orthodontist. Um, I want straight teeth. The orthodontist makes a plan. Um, they start wearing these braces. And after a year, a year and a half, two years, orthodontist says, we've now got straight teeth. All done. The patient didn't really have an idea of what their end result was going to look like. They just purely put their trust in the orthodontist or the dentist treating them. Yeah, and I, I think that's where Invisalign really um, sh um, shine through um, because it, it gives that visualization and um, people buy into that. Um, can Invisalign replace um, fixed braces? Um, I don't think so, not completely. Um, but I think with the right case selection, Invisalign works extremely well. And it's another option. And that we've got as dentists. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, thank you for that. It's uh, very insightful because, you know, for us, it's a question that comes up quite a bit and uh, we're not quite sure how to answer it. So it's, it's good getting your opinion on it. Um, someone who's, you know, very well versed in Invisalign and author. Um, and another question I wanted to ask you about, uh, since graduating in 2020, you were the recipient of the Best Young Dentist Award uh, in the Northwest, I believe. So could you just tell us a bit more about that and you know how how you came about to applying for that award and, and winning? And it's it's a really amazing achievement. Yeah, so um that was that was um one of the positives from um the the, the pandemic because that actually gave me time to to make a, a proper application for uh, for the award. Um, so yes, pandemic happened and I was looking at things that I could do to, to make the most of my time yeah. because I wasn't able to go into the practice to work. Um, so one of the things I started was the YouTube channel, um, the Lancashire Smiles YouTube channel. And, um, I was now starting to learn how, how YouTube works. Uh, I've, I've seen Faris has got a YouTube channel and, um, he, he seems to have a, a, a grip on how it all yeah. works, the visuals, <laughs> but that's not natural to some of us. Um, so for me, I was just, you know, doing the first few videos, trying to work out mm. how, how does this YouTube thing actually work on, on and uh, be able <laughs> yeah. to utilize this um, for dentistry. So I decided to just simply interview um, people about their dental journeys that that's that that's what i decided i'll go on zoom i'd message people on instagram and um we'll just chat about how they became dentists 
Mm-hmm. Um, like like I said earlier, you know, I want to see more people people's stories out there. So that's what I was using YouTube for. And one of the people was um, Dr. Ruth, who I interviewed. Um, and Dr. Ruth was um, somebody who actually was a runner-up um, within the um, Young um, Best Dentist Award, Best Young Dentist Award. She was a runner-up in her region. She, she didn't win, win a region, but she was a runner-up. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was thinking, wow, that, that's, that, that's a massive um, achievement. Um, and I found out about the award through her. So that that's what made me um, realize that such an award even existed. A few months down the line, I was now um, talking to a friend of mine, um, and we were just talking about, you know, dentistry, marketing. He, he's, he's not a dentist. He's a marketer. Yeah. Um, mm. And I was telling him about, you know, this award and how one day I probably will look to um, apply for that award. And he said, why don't you just don't, why don't, why don't you just try it this year? Yeah. Um, and um, I think I just needed to hear that to actually have the confidence to then put myself forward. And just uh, go for it. For the award. Yeah. And just go for it. And um, what I realized was I actually had a lot of stuff that I could actually talk about. The stuff that I was doing with Dental Mentor UK, the stuff that I was doing with Lanxious Smiles, setting up a, a Facebook group when the pandemic hit where people within Preston could go on there and ask dentists questions and find out mm. how they can get help. Um, there were a lot of different things I was doing, which I could actually talk about in the award. Um, I just... Um, received the premier status um, some months back um, with Invisalign. Mm-hmm. So there were things that I could actually talk about and, and really put on the application. You know, I'd gone from being a foundation dentist to um, replacing the, the principal dentist at the practice that I'm now working Whoa. at. So I had the pressure of now treating his patients um, who he had seen for, you know, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, wow. And the feedback and responses, testimonials that they had written down, I was able to put on the application. So all yeah. of that actually made for a, a really compelling application. And mm. that's what ended up, I guess, um, me receiving the, um, the the best young dentist for the for the Northwest. But um, a lot of other good dentists were in, in the Northwest region as well. So I was, I was wonderfully surprised. Amazing. Honestly, very, very inspiring. And, uh, you know, hope myself and Robbie can uh, fly and get that award one day as well. <laughs> we need to graduate Definitely. first. Definitely. Congratulations. Um, yes. And obviously, fantastic. Yeah. Massive congratulations as well. Um, well, thank you very much, Dr. Arnold. We have one final question we like to ask every guest. And that is, what is one tip you would give to any aspiring dental applicants at the moment? Yeah, very good question. Um, I think what I would say is this is one of the best times ever um, to connect with dental care professionals, dental students. It's, it's probably the easiest time when you look back in history to connect with people that are actually doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So that almost puts away with the, um, the advantage that some people might have had in the past where their dad their uncle, their auntie was a dentist. Now you can find dentists in your area, message them directly, yep. build a relationship with them, 
and potentially get work experience with them, or at the very least, just get to ask them about, you know, dentistry, what they do, any help that they can offer. Mm. So I think we've got a powerful thing in, in social media where you can really start to find out more about dentistry um, from the people in your area um, who can help you on your journey to, to getting into dental school. So yeah, network, it's, it's, it's at your fingertips. Yes, 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 yes. 100%. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, no, that was great. Thank you so much, um, Arnold, for coming onto the podcast. We really enjoyed having you today. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, we just wish you all the best in in social media, in your career, and everything you you endeavor to to do. So yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Thank, thank you guys for, for having me. Um, it's been great getting to to meet with you, to talk with you, and thank you so much for your time. Yes. Um, we really do appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the You Know the Drill podcast. Make sure you check out the socials with Dr. Arnold to keep up with all his amazing work and inspiring content. You can find him over at Lancashire Smiles on Instagram and YouTube. And you can also find his blog and his website www.lancashiresmiles.co.uk. And to find out more about dentistry, the application process, and stay up to date with the podcast, make sure you follow at You Know The Drill Podcast on Instagram and at Faris Den on YouTube for all your dental needs. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Cool.